Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has used geochemical analysis to show that millions of wild birds were once sacrificed to ancient Egyptian gods. Torn from the sky, we clipped your wings to buy safe passage. Broken bodies lovingly preserved with a tenderness denied in flight. We stole shadows from the sky, then forgot the trickery of our theft. Net traps replaced with industrial mistruths of animal husbandry. Chemical fingerprints unmask our guilt. Your faded signature painting vibrant scenes of distant lands beyond the reach of our vapid palette. Stolen from wild and wandering dreams to lie grounded in stony chapels. Your withered remains tied now and forever to our restless sleep. This poem is inspired by research published in Scientific Reports, which has shown that millions of wild migratory birds were hunted by ancient Egyptians in order to sacrifice them to their gods. The widespread use of mummies as offerings to the ancient Egyptian gods of Horus, depicted as a falcon, and Thoth, depicted as an ibis, led to the production of millions of bird mummies, which have been found in at least 38 catacombs across the Nile Valley. However, the origin of these birds has remained unknown. For some tamed species, such as the cat, breeding was probably the most efficient way of supplying large numbers of animals for mummification. However, unlike cats, the bird mummies that have been discovered cover all stages of development, from egg to adult, indicating that they may have been caught in the wild, rather than bred in captivity. In order to determine the origin of these mummified birds, tiny fragments of feathers, bones and embalming strips were taken from 20 different samples from the collections of the Confluence Museum in Lyon, France. If these birds had been bred in captivity, then their diet would have been very homogenous and of local origin, and their isotopic compositions, i.e. the abundance of certain stable isotopes and chemical elements within organic and inorganic compounds, would be similar to that of coexisting Egyptians, who didn't travel outside of the region. However, the analysis shows that the isotopic composition of the mummified birds was actually highly varied, and significantly different to that of the humans who lived in the region at the same time. This would suggest that rather than being bred in captivity, the birds were wild, migrating seasonally out of the Nile Valley before returning whereupon millions of them were captured and mummified. These results suggest that there was mass hunting and capture of wild birds in ancient Egypt. Such behaviour is also documented on the frescoes of certain tombs, meaning that the ancient Egyptians probably caused significant ecological damage to wild bird populations in the region. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Torn from the sky, we clipped your wings to buy safe passage. Broken bodies lovingly preserved with a tenderness 
denied in flight. We stole shadows from the sky, then forgot the trickery of our theft. Net traps replaced with industrial mistruths of animal husbandry. Chemical fingerprints unmask our guilt, your faded signature painting vibrant scenes of distant lands beyond the reach of our vapid palette. Stolen from wild and wandering dreams to lie grounded in stony chapels, your withered remains tied now and forever to our restless sleep. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Audubon Becomes Obsessed with Birds by Andy Brown. Andy Brown is a British poet who was born in 1966. Brown originally studied ecology before going on to be a poet and director of the writing programme at the University of Exeter, where he's also an associate professor in English and creative writing. His poetry collections include West of Yesterday, published in 1998. The Trust Territory, published in 2005, The Fool and the Physician, published in 2011, and Water Song, published in 2015. Audubon Becomes Obsessed with Birds, by Andy Brown. Because, as a prelude to mating, the male brings home a gift of food and sings, because both birds and whales sing, because both birds and whales migrate, ergo birds are the souls of whales, because you need a compass and a map to migrate accurately, because migrating birds have both, because the ancient mariners learned to navigate from birds, because streamer ducks, penguins, ratties and emus, ostriches, rias, cassowaries and kiwis, galapagos cormorants and a grebe from the Andean lakes are all truly grounded, because the New Zealand takaha, the mesitas, the rails and the kagu cannot take off either. Because the dodo, the masculine solitaire, the great alk and the elephant bird might still exist today, if only they had flown. Because the Romans tagged their legs with coloured rags to tell the folk at home the name of he who won the chariot race. Because Greek sages practised divination from the flights of birds. Because the Rongorongo tablets of Easter Island tell of the right of the sacred birdman. Because the scribes of ancient Egypt saw existence rise from non-existence in the shape of the Bennu bird. Because the Bennu bird becomes the phoenix of the Greeks. Because the phoenix builds a nest of scented branches, strikes a fire and is consumed by flames. Because the Romans saw Aquarius as a heaven-flying bird because the Maya saw Aquarius as Cos, the celestial falcon, because the ancient Hindus called Aquarius Garuda, the birdman, vehicle of Vishnu, the preserver, because these myths mix birds, astronomy and water into symbols of rebirth and life, because birds know what time it is, because vultures gathering indicate dead men, because birds are like ideas, they visit us fleetingly, then disappear. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. 
That's scipoetry.podbean.com. We can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.